previously on Diceology. That's just so funny. Like, what the <laughs> heck is happening? Um, I think basically what the heck is happening is you're continuing to try and sort out information about the old empire and maybe continue to help Era figure out who and what she is and yes. what all is going on there. But yes, yes. A couple of seconds ago, you Basil asked you where you were headed. You said Hold Moon Four. He put in the coordinates, and you went through the jump gate. And I think Era is waiting in the hallway for you, and just opens her arms. Oh yeah, I think Juniper definitely falls into her arms without hesitation. I'm glad you're here with me. I'm glad I have you here. Trust me. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back before somebody barges in. Right. It's like a long conversation you don't want to have right now. <laughs> That's true. Um. Thank you. Yeah. I'll be listening. And, um... Come visit whenever you want. I will. So, what is, like, the rest of the week in the shuttle like? Um, I think that unlike the first night, Juniper has a lot of trouble sleeping. Like, I think that first night, it was just, like, like her body was so exhausted... And, like, she, like, physically could not handle, like, what just happened. So her body just, like, shut down. It was less like she was falling asleep and more like she was shutting down. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, the following nights, um, she is very restless. She has a lot of trouble getting sleep. She has a good amount of nightmares. Um, but during the day, I think it's it gets calmer. Like... Like, she's talking with Basil and Olive and um, establishing those relationships. And she's kind of, to an extent, she's putting on a face for them. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, A, I mean, like, technically they are below her, like, status-wise. And she thinks that it's what they need to see. But also, like, if they're going to see her father again, she doesn't want them reporting to him that she is so like overwhelmed <laughs> right she wants she wants basil to go back and say and say he seemed she seemed in good spirits all things considered you know <laughs> yes like- <laughs> yes precisely and so it's kind of it's not like she's like living a lie like she's not just like totally suffering every single day it's just like i mean she, she genuinely shot like someone with she shot someone with the intent to kill and then use their own inner demons and fears to use psychic magic against them. That is a lot to do. Yes. And she compartmentalizes that quite a bit, I think. Like, I think that she's, to some extent, I mean, I don't know, like, not all the way, but, like, she's pretty good at kind of pushing that away until she can deal with it herself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, during the day when she's with other people, like, cooking or, like, talking or playing games, like, whatever they're doing, I think she's pretty good at, like, just shoving that over here to, yeah. like, a different part of her brain, 
you know so i mean it's always there but it's not always super accessible and because she doesn't make it super accessible because she cannot afford to feel it all the time just energy wise like you cannot afford to like think about that kind of thing all the time without just like if you're going to live your life you cannot do that so mm-hmm. like i think that's kind of what's happening i think era spends as much time as like Anytime you guys are in your cabin and the door is closed, she's out, essentially. Mm-hmm. And I think if you don't sleep in her mind, she will sit up physically and be holographically projected in the physical world with you while you sleep. Yeah, and I think, like, honestly, that is what is happening most of the time because I can't imagine that it wouldn't affect, like, if Juniper is having all these nightmares, I cannot imagine that it would not affect Aira's dream in Aira's mind, right? I think one night... Does Sister Stray appear in these nightmares? Yeah, for sure. I think one night she appears in your nightmare while you're in Aira's mind, and mm-hmm. she comes down the hallway, and you probably wake up, and Aira, like, with, like, supreme confidence uh oh you know what she's probably holding you and she vanishes and the mech turns on Hmm. and grabs sister stray and throws her down the hall and then like the mech sits in the hallway and before you know it i think aira's back with you hmm and I think Aira looks about as startled as you might be. Yeah. But maybe neither of you want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's a talking about it kind of thing. I think it's just like a shared moment. It's like, okay, that happened. Um, it's like, oh, dreams are weird, right? <laughs> dreams are weird. Dreams are weird. But I... I think something along those lines like tends to happen each night like (laughs) yeah and I think every night that you're in her mind Aira protects you cool yeah so it's like I think a day before you guys are going to come out of the jump and I think Basil kind of corners you in the mess like, not, like, corner corners you, but he's like... But that sort of thing where someone walks in and you're like, oh, they want to talk to me. Like, oh, damn it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so he kind of, like, stands next to you. Maybe you're both doing dishes or something. So... Who's Aira? Uh, what? <laughs> First, I thought it was maybe something you were watching or listening to... But, uh, is there a stowaway on this ship? (laughs) I think Juniper just, like, freezes for a moment. Like, totally not expecting this. And then, I think kind of a subconscious part of her is remembering when she tried to lie to Rosewood. (laughs) 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 And, uh, and she's like, (sighs) Basil. My lady. Can you keep a secret? Yes and no. What I'm saying is I've been trusted with classified information, but any sort of hot gossip I have never kept to myself in my life. 
will consider this classified information. She is totally turning on her, like, imperial noble tone right now. Gotcha. Uh, yes, my lady. It's important that no one, especially on palace, knows what I am about to tell you. How come? Because it could be dangerous. Okay. I don't think I'm following. Aira, can you come here, please? Uh, are you, are you sure? Yes. I'm sure. Alright, then. And she, like, materializes. And I think Basil's like, Uh, that's a nice piece of voice-operated tech you got there. I'm still not following. That's... And I think Aira in the background just rolls her eyes. <laughs> that's That's not what's happening here. This is a person, and I, with the help of a close friend of mine, designed this uh, holographic body for her. It's, it's a long story, but this is really old technology. Like, like, old empire old. So she's an AI? No, that's not... That's not it either. This is a person. This isn't someone I designed. This is someone I found. Found? In... In a mech. She's a mech? And I think Aira's like... Um... No? I don't think so. No, she's not. She's not a mech. I believe she was the pilot of one. And you think that the upper lords and ladies would want their hands on her? Yes, I do. And because she's a person, he kind of like looks like he probably wouldn't have said person, but the the eyes that Era is giving him convince him to say person. <laughs> They'd be torturing her. Um, possibly. Possibly. I know it doesn't make a lot of sense. I know it's complicated. I don't expect you to believe me, even, but... Aira is a person. Not even your, traveling not even your father? traveling with us. No. Understood. Uh... Well then, um, Aira, maybe you should hide before I have to explain to all of things that I'm not understanding. He kind of (laughs) like... And then Aira kind of crosses her arms and she says, you need to find better men, and kind of disappears. (laughs) (sighs) Basil kind of like nods a little at that, like almost agreeing with her and then he's like (laughs) yeah that doesn't seem like a she seems like a person at the very least (laughs) she's got the attitude of one yeah kind of reminds me of some of my aces actually got that fire that need 
Anyways, I secret kept, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> Nothing, correct? <laughs> well, lady. you confronted me, and that's where this conversation began. Right, let's, let's forget that. <laughs> May I ask a question, my lady? Yes? Why are you going back to New Empire Space? And Hold Moon 4? You're banned from that. It's for her, isn't it? I think I've shared enough for today. Uh, of, of course, my lady, but... Do you have money? I'll be fine. A, a mask? You know everyone on Hold Moon 4 wears masks. You'll stand out like a sore thumb if you don't have one. I think this is a detail that did not super occur to her. <laughs> he's like... He's like my lady, there are emergency credits and gear. There's a, there are some standard issue bikes in the hold. I... Do you have a mask? No, you could buy one. Some more money. I, I have just... a little bit. I have some money. Forgive me, my lady, but how much is a little bit? Okay, going back, we established right that. So the bartender gave Sammy. her credits. Yes. Yeah, they did give give you credits. Uh, 30 um, credits. 30 credits. And then um, would she have gotten any more? Nobody pays Rosewood. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So really all it is here is 30 credits. But I don't know. I think she really does not want to like... Cause this, I mean, it feels like borrowing from her family, really, and um, taking, like, using the money of a government that she doesn't believe in, and right. um, you know. My lady will have to leave you. And, and I know. We'll be able to do no more for you. I... You've done plenty. I promise. How many credits do you have? It is very rude for me to ask, my lady, but I cannot go back to your father and say you have 25 credits. I have 30. <laughs> Does Juniper not have a good grasp of how much credits are worth? <laughs> uh, probably not the best. That's like saying, it's like being dropped off in New York City and being, and saying, I have 20 bucks. Like, <laughs> you're like, I'm going to be fine. You can leave It'll forever. Be fine. <laughs> and he, and, and so Basil's just like, we'll be coming out of the gate in a few hours. I'll uh, prep the bike and put aside a few hundred for you. Very well. Thank you. Of course, my lady. How does Juniper feel after all of this? <laughs> uh, I mean, probably a little bit like a kid. Like, I think it's like <laughs> kind of this. It's almost like when you come home from college and you're like, you're like, I did all this stuff by myself. And then like you come home 
and your parents like, are like, and your parents like call you to see where you are when it's like ten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. And so, um, I think that's kind of the feeling. It's not like she's like ungrateful, but like she's just like kind of bitter towards herself that like she <laughs> couldn't like figure it out by herself. Yeah. So yeah, the you're probably packing and chatting a little bit with Arrow and the whole ship shakes a little bit. I bet you've drawn like a shade over the window outside of your cabin too because like just this rushing energy is not restful. Mm-hmm. And like you can draw that curtain back and the black and the stars have returned. And you can see a couple of other ships coming and going from the jump gate. And you see Hold Moon 4 out your window. And Hold Moon 4 is... It's a volcanic moon. Like, even from here, you can see these sort of scars in the earth of the planet and, like, the bright lava and magma coming from beneath it. And have you ever been to Hold... You haven't been to Hold Moon 4. No. No. So, Hold Moon 4... Its atmosphere is mostly ash and lightning. So whenever you go out into the proper atmosphere, you have to wear a mask, like a gas mask, usually just like a lower, Mm. covers a lower face. So most people live in domes, actually. They live in these massive covering skyscrapers sized domes. So the, the shuttle that you're in starts piloting down through the atmosphere. It shakes, there's a lot of turbulence which I don't think Aira cares for very much in this moment. Uh, mainly because I think it makes her... Not because like she doesn't care for... She's not worried about the ship crashing. I think it just makes... She, she can't... It's so unpredictable that she can't properly project herself into the room. So she'll like clip through the floor or whatever. So she just like turns herself off. She's just frustrated by it. And so you gave them coordinates for the for the ruin basically to just to pick out what the closest dome is and it's dome 23 the biggest of all the domes so you really are going to like a city city and so you you cut through the atmosphere you go under the ash clouds and even though it's you, there's not a lot of sunlight hold moon 4 is pretty bright because the light's coming from beneath and so in the distance you probably go to the cockpit you see this massive black obelisk dome built out of these like hexagonal pieces. And there's some radio chatter between Olive and the, uh, and basically the person in charge of, of letting people in and out of the dome. And there's this lock system, like basically like the doors have to open on your side. The, sh- the shuttle goes in and hovers, it closes, the atmosphere gets pressurized correctly and you're let out into dome 23. And Dome 23 on the inside, like, I'm not exactly sure what you expect, but inside, like, there's an immediate facsimile of, like, a blue sky. And, like, you can, like, the ship fogs up a little, and so there's, like, humidity, and there's lots of green, like, very manicured plants. Like, it looks like someone took a piece of palace and, like, plopped it down here. And the only I'm getting, thing that- like, I'm getting, like, Truman Show vibes. Have you seen that movie? <laughs> Yeah, a little. That's, like, pretty, that's pretty close. Or okay, like cool. the uh, or like the ship from Wally, like the spaceship oh, in Wally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. Like, it's super clear that this is all manufactured, but it's like nice, I guess. Like, uh. mm-hmm. yeah. So 
so like the the ship like is taken to to the landing pad and it sets down and people immediately start cleaning it which is dumb because it's just gonna go out in a minute anyways and get recovered in ash uh-huh. but like fine you know <laughs> yeah and so basil and olive they they drop the the pad and they turn the ship off basil pulls down one of the hover bikes and puts in like essentially a saddlebag on it with let's say let's say 400 credits and cool. Cool, yeah cool. <laughs> yep any that's good and and they, like they they walk you out like last time you got dumped off on a planet you got dumped off on a planet yeah and now they're kind of like sitting here and at least basil kind of realizes that this is like the first proper goodbye you're gonna get and they feel uncomfortable because they still don't know you that well really I think, like, I I think I just go and hug each of them. Olive's really stiff. Oh, how how deeply do you hug Olive, by the by? Um, it's like a hands significant around the back? hug. Yeah. You feel two massive scars on her back. Hmm. Yeah. And I think she doesn't really hug you back. She doesn't really know what to do in that situation, but she tries. She tries to, like, accept it. I think Basil actually manages to hug you. And he says, uh, your father would be proud. And uh, I'm sorry we can't do more for you. You've done so much. Um, You'll tell my father that I'm okay? Of course. And my mother? Yes. Thank you. And thank you for your discretion. Yes, my lady. We will we'll be departing, and I truly hope to see you again soon. I would like that. And they, they start heading back into the ship. And uh, I, think, I think Basil to- like tosses a couple credits to the poor people who cleaned it, who are like quickly realizing, oh, fuck. Like... All our hard work's gonna go to to shit, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And I think you see the shuttle take off and leave through the dome. Alright. Um. I mean, I think I'm just gonna walk into the city and see the sights. Yeah, so I'll, I'll describe for a second what the kind of the deal is. So you're walking through, and I've already described that it's kind of this very... This 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 urban area that's very green that has lots of plants in it. The architecture is very much like a high fantasy or a solar punk oh, style. Oh, got it. Okay. So very much these flowing arches and impossible architecture and glass for days and you know trees mm-hmm. that are not native to this planet, obviously. <laughs> you know, and people are walking by in robes and like sheer silk fabrics that are like beautifully colored and their so hair is done up for, for miles yeah your clothes are better th- that you're wearing the you look a little not shabby exactly but you look a little dressed down compared to the average person hmm. but the main difference the thing that really strikes you about this place outside of kind of all of it being weird and manufactured is the fact that everyone is wearing a mask that covers their nose and mouth and they're super elaborate like, some people have, like, dragon masks or wolf masks or just weird intricate designed ones or, like, plague doctor masks or something in the kind of the vein of, like, a, 
like a brightly colored uh, like skull from um, Dia Dia de los Muertos. Like these are fashion pieces. Like first and foremost. Like clearly these people don't hang out outside all the time. Mm-hmm. But because it's this volcanic planet, people who first settled here did. Hmm. That's cool. It's, so it's like everybody's wears a mask and yours better be rad as hell. <laughs> cool. Okay. And there is something else you start noticing, which is not very common on Palace or in other Empire places. There's a lot of people with cybernetics so mechanical arms and ar eyes and 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 have their technology jacked into their bodies and there's a lot of people who clearly have gene mods because they have spines instead of hair for some reason or are close to 11 feet tall and that's not how humans are Mm-hmm. and you're kind of realizing that they might trade with the corporate alliance and marketplace about as much as they trade with the new empire and palace. Okay, I see. I don't know, are they, like, I, I think I'm kind of picturing, like, it's almost, like, little, like, stands, like, maybe, like, the masks are, like, almost kind of commercialized in a sense of it's, like, mm-hmm. oh, you can get masks here and here and here and here, you know, it's, like, it's, like, one of those oh, yeah. things, like, that certain cities have, like, you're especially you're near the port in particular, so this is like the sort of right. thing that you could super just pick up. <laughs> yeah, just it's like at a gift shop, you know, <laughs> like. Mhm. Hundred percent. Okay. 100%. Um. I mean, I think I'm just gonna go to the first place I see um, <laughs> to gra- yeah, to fair. buy a mask, fit in as yeah. quickly as possible. Yeah, I think one costs about thirty credits. Okay. So I had enough credits. I can sleep on the streets. It's fine. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Okay. All right. So (laughs) what does your mask look like? Talk to me about what you get. Oh, gosh. Do you have options or am I just like picking something? I don't have like options. I could, like I said, I, these are very, they're hyper stylized or they're depictions of something. You also kind of get the sense that some people have, like, seven, and they pick mm-hmm. it based on their outfit in the day, you know? <laughs> okay. Um. Ooh, I have an idea. Yeah. I think there's one that has, that's really simple, like, it's just a curved cover covering of the face mm-hmm. uh, with, like, the ventilation system on there. It's not an exact match. But it kind of looks like the breastplate of the mech in Aira's dream. Hmm. So it's got the okay. blue, like this blue and gold patterning patterning going on. Cool. I like that. Because I don't think she would pick something super elaborate because the last thing she wants is to stand out here. <laughs> like, yeah. She doesn't like want it's... everyone being like, oh my gosh, look at that person's mask. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like this is really elegant and... I think some people who like dress really well would be like, yeah, that's a better mask than the dragon mask. Like there's like two outfits <laughs> you can wear with a dragon mask. And, but like, this is like a really, it's that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So you put that on and I think you can hear that Aira's chassis is looking around and listening a lot, like stretching her senses as far as they can go. Because Aira has not ex- has experienced wilderness and rural living and spaceships, mm-hmm. but is this is a city and this is new, 
And it's so right. many more people. So she's watching and looking, and you hear her say as quietly as she can manage, what do you want to do? So what do you want to do in Dome 23? So you've, you've bought your mask. We'll start there. You've bought your mask. <laughs> And you're kind of staring around at this like big city, first big city you've been into, been at in well over a month, you know, a month and a half, really, at least. You know, you've probably met the lord who rules this city, actually. Mm-hmm. His name's Lord Sage, and you probably met him like three or four times because he knows your father. Sure. Because he's a he's a lord of a caliber that. Your father knows all of them, which by extensions means you've met them, you know. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'd imagine you're looking around at this, like, like I described a little bit ago. Dome 23 and Hold Moon 4 in general are more closely related with the corporate alliance, the COA, than a lot of the rest of the new empire is. Just because they're, they're just close, closer trading partners, like, it's just it just works out that way. So like I think on Palace and in the New Empire and on Tristful, there's a lot of emphasis on like tech is helpful, but it's not everything. Like we don't make it our style and our hobby and like it's just like Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's not everything. Whereas here it's very much like in your face. Not as much as if you went to marketplace, but not that far off either. And you hear Aira yeah. go, What's that? What's what? Which is those over there and i think she materializes like just a hand to point before like making it disappear (laughs) and she points to a thing you've seen before you see it's this uh, this probably like it's like a probably like a you can describe to me who's using these but they're a thing called a coa escort slash entourage bot and essentially what they are is they are they're exactly what's on the box, right? They, they are a robot that can have a holographic projection over them of anything you want. And they're like rented out for parties or for entrances or red carpet events, right? Like <laughs> To make you look cooler. Yes, to make you look cooler. Like on some level, it's kind of a sad thing because it's like, I'm admitting I have no friends, you know? <laughs> I, well, that's I think, depressing. <laughs> yeah, I think some for some people it's more like I'm gonna hire these robots to dance in the background of my party, so I don't have to hire real people. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and, and so like, but from Aira's perspective, what she sees is, you know what? Let's just lean into it. Like an older an older dude with like two of these bots that are definitely holograms of young women just walking down the street. So from Aira's perspective, <laughs> she's seeing a like she's seeing a hologram interact much more physically than she can mm-hmm. with a physical person. So it's not surprising that catches her eye. <laughs> um Juniper rolls her eyes a little bit. <laughs> Oh, those, they're, uh, lonely people use them, um, but then I think you can kind of, like, see, like, the realization, like, appear in her eyes, and she's like, we could get you one. 
could we? Yeah, I'm not sure how expensive they are, but we could, let's go look. Okay, yeah, and like, so like you guys are walking and she's seeing everything. She doesn't have like a, she doesn't have her, her hollow body out yet, but she's, she's looking at things and she's like noting down like, oh, we should go there. That's like a great dance, that looks like a great dance club. Like, we should come mm-hmm. back here or, what kind of food do you, I've never asked. I don't really... Do you think I could make food in the dream? Do you think you could... Not important. We could stop somewhere. You should... You deserve, like, a good meal. Like, you told me Rosewood's not a great cook. You know? We could get... And, and you're not home home, but you're home. We could get something that maybe you won't be able to get somewhere else. And... Oh, and we're gonna have to find... We're gonna have to find you, like, a like a, like a, like a hotel or something, right? And... Era. Um, Era. Hey, it's... Yes, I... But we don't have that much time. I know, like, it's it's exciting here, and to you, at least, it's just so new, all of it, but we don't... We don't have a lot of time to mess around. Um, we could get caught. I... There is con- There are consequences if someone finds me here, and we can't just... I'm sorry, I... I know you're excited. I want to be excited. I... I understand. That's... Why I'm trying to get you to... Do something. Being with Rosewood is a different sort of life, but... It was a life. You know? And I don't want you to stop... Having one of those. Just because you're helping me. So, just a day... When... Or two wouldn't hurt, right? I don't know. I'm not... Maybe half a day. Sounds like we're negotiating. I can work with that. <laughs> um, that brings a little you, bit of a smile. <laughs> so as you're smiling and talking to somebody who's not there and not paying attention, you bump <laughs> into somebody? Oh, I, uh, I'm sorry. I think I'm going to try to, like, walk away quickly, like, kind of make as little of a scene as I can. And he's like, oh, sorry, miss. Uh, Mitt, are you? And you turn back <laughs> just for a second, and it's uh, it's a guard. Like, just, like, kind of like a cop. Like, just, you know, sure. like, not super tall. But, like, I, I'm imagining, like, a, like an African-American guy. Kind of kind of lanky. Like, you already can see, like, he's half smiling to, like, be disarming or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause he just bumped into somebody that's rude and you already can tell like, this is a person with like a great smile. Like if he was like full mm-hmm. smiling, it's like one of those smiles where you're just like, Oh, everything's fine in the world. Um, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> and he's like, are you, you're not lady blackbird, are you? No, I'm sorry. I have to be somewhere. <laughs> So this guy strikes you. So you know, okay. So you know how there are some people, even in the United States, who are obsessed with the royal family of England. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, this yeah. guy. Oh no, no paparazzi, please. <laughs> so I think you need to make a roll here. <laughs> okay. So um, what's it let called? me pull that up. This is a basic move called taking action. So in simple world, when you take an action that risks failure or opposition, roll with one of the basic stats. 
On a 10+, plus, you succeed at your goal. As appropriate, the MC might award you resource points, harm dealt, or a bonus to, to carry forward. On a 7-9, the MC will offer you a hard bargain or a cost. If you agree to that hard bargain or cost, you succeed at your goal as on a 10+. plus. All right, cool. So, I, th- I th- think you could use soothe here or maybe educated. Okay, but what if I use nimble? <laughs> to just run away? Because that's like kind of how this scene is going. Like, I know so I'm you're just better like- at soothe and educated, but I feel like the, like... You know, it's kind of, it's almost like a fight or flight reaction because this is like worst case scenario, right? And so she's like mm-hmm. just trying to get out of there and she's kind of hoping like if I can just like duck out fast enough, he's <laughs> just going to give up and be like, oh, I guess it wasn't her, you know? <laughs> okay. Fair. Totally fair. Okay. So you're going to roll 2d6 plus zero and we'll see how Why this goes. Why do I do this to myself? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Why do I do this? Okay. Oh, nine. Okay, so I'm going to activate a move of my own, which is called Help Your Player. When I, the MC, determine an NPC, NPC may aid a player even after the fact. When I do, the NPC rolls their sync stat with the PC. On a 10+, plus, I may add two plus, a plus two to the PC's roll, etc. Uh, Aira's sync with you is currently plus three. Will you roll... Will you roll for me? Because I don't mm-hmm. have dice in front of me. Will you roll 2d6 plus 3? Yes. Um, 11. Awesome. Okay, so on a 10 plus, you get an additional plus 2, which makes your roll an 11. So we'll get there in just a second. Uh, and using this move automatically reduces the NPC's sync score by 1. So Aira's sync score with you is now a plus 2. And yours is a plus 3 with her. So. You're getting away pretty well on your own. We've seen you climb over stuff away from worse things than a semi-bubbling <laughs> guard, you know? Indeed. But just to help you out, because I think I think you're halfway there, and Aero's like, oh my god, hold on. And then you just hear this like sound of like fireworks, and she's holographically projecting like fireworks in this guy's face. Oh my god! And he like completely freaks out because he doesn't know where the sound is coming from or anything. And so like you get away completely scot-free. <laughs> okay, I think I like run and I like jog like kind of into an alley and like back up against the wall. <laughs> and I'm like, shit, Aira, that is what I am talking about. We cannot be risking that all day. And Aira like materializes and she says, and before that, it was the first time I'd seen you smile in days. Those fireworks are pretty cool. I know. <laughs> <laughs> And you could give me, we could go get a different sort of body for a little while, and I can be out with you. Okay, but we have to keep a low profile, alright? Sure, yeah, of course. Just, you also just need, we, you're not the only one who might need to relax. Okay. Let's do this. Diceology is hosted and produced by Dane Fogdahl. Lady Juniper Blackbird is performed by Natalie Wilcoxon. Simple World was developed by Avery Alder, and Firebrands was developed by D. Vincent Baker. 
Soundscapes were created by TabletopAudio.com. If you like the show, please rate and review us wherever you listen. It helps us more than you know. If you'd like to follow us, you can find us on Twitter at DiceologyPod for behind-the-scenes photos and updates. Thank you for listening. Thank you.